I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. Alright, what's up guys? This is episode number 26 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald. Um, two pissed off people, uh, me and Damon right now. Damon is having some mic issues. Uh, I think we've gotten it ironed out for the most part. Uh, and then I, I'm just pissed at immature things. But Well, we got it ironed out for the time being. It's not ideal. But I'm Damon, about ready to throw a $200 microphone. Damon's microphone got alphaed by my new microphone, uh, courtesy of Carl Auto Group. It has to be that. That's what he's he's feeling intimidated. And I, I didn't mean to genderize your mi- microphone, Damon, either. No, I mean, no, my, 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 my microphone, he is not very pleased. Oh, he, it is a he. Okay, I guess yeah. right then. All right, awesome. Got to make sure yeah. that's correct. Hundred percent. How uh, how was your weekend aside from that? Uh, weekend is pretty good. Pretty laid back. Um, yeah, I didn't do a whole lot actually. Went and watched a high school basketball game down here on Saturday with a couple of the basketball coaches, and then watched the race on Sunday. That was about it. Yeah. Um, if you followed my. Uh, Twitter account over the weekend. I was at a, uh, as I, I was with, with uh, Sean Roberts watching the Drake game, uh, and then I went out with my uh, family. So I didn't catch a ton of the race. I rewatched it today. Uh, today's Monday. For those listening, it's probably Tuesday where you're at. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still pissed about the Drake game. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm more. Two people, two separate people, tweeted me saying that. I know people just give him crap, but John Higgins is one of the best officials in college he is basketball. The worst official in college basketball. I, I don't want to hear it. I, I do not want to hear anyone say anything remotely close to he's one of the best officials. I will go on record and say he's the worst official in college. If basketball. if I can name five times I've seen you screw up as a ref and I remember it, that's that's bad. That's really bad. I never remember people's names, especially people that shouldn't matter. No, I remember him all. And people like him that inject himself in the game and want to be on TV so bad, it makes me sick. Showtime, buddy. It's not what you go into refereeing for. You aren't the star of the show. You're supposed to be the the least amount of the star of the show. Unless your name's John Higgins. That's right. Then you're the show. You are the show. Everything else is... And I'm telling you, it's immature. I'm going to sit here and complain about the refereeing. That didn't lose Drake (laughs) the game. Uh no, that not having DJ Wilkins run. definitely could have, but that that eleven zero run when I turned it on, that that was the game. Oh, and then it continued after you turned it off was the worst <laughs> thing. I tweeted, I tweeted, David, turn it back on. <laughs> I turned it back on for a split second. They scored, and then they yeah, they had a lid on the basket for a bit. Couldn't make free throws. Couldn't do. I uh, couldn't couldn't get anything. Couldn't make free throws. Hmm, sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> It was not great. <laughs> man, man, oh man. Uh at least at least NASCAR. Uh looks like this could be the best season ever. I think Fox was a year ahead on their uh their thing with that. They're just trying to promote it for everybody to start watching. So then this year it's it truly This is, is this is the go year. Last year was uh Cubs twenty fifteen and this year is twenty sixteen. So as long as we don't get a millionaire owner 
I'm sorry, a billionaire owner who's more uh, invested in politics than his baseball team. Um, I'm sorry, Auto Racing Group uh, and trades away like the team's best stars. You know, we'll be good. If they find a way to do that, I'll be <laughs> it's going to mirror it perfectly too. I, I, I will. Uh, I will have a lot of strong words to say. That would be a sit. That would be like just a sitcom for me to write. I'm, oh my I, goodness! Oh man. If, if it played out like that. That'd be an interesting column. We'll say that. I don't know how fun that would be to write. You should, see, you should see the columns I get halfway done with and throw away. I had one comparing the Iowa State women's basketball team to a monster truck before Ashley Jones was announced out for the first Texas game. Oh, I think you're, you were telling me about that. Yeah, it was a good one. It was going to be really, it's going to be really solid, but like that coming out and them then losing by uh, twenty six would have been really bad. Hundred percent. Which, yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into uh, what we saw over the weekend. Obviously, in NASCAR at Las Vegas, uh, Alex Bowman gets his first win of the year. I believe fifth career win. Uh, sixth. Sixth. Four, he won. Four and then won the year before, maybe? Two. Well, he won four last. No, so. Seven? He won three last year and two before. So this year's, this one was six. six. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so great for him. Uh, yeah. People, uh, you, you know, let's just, let's go right into it. Uh, so Kyle Bush finished third. Uh, and after the race. I actually finished fourth. Okay, fourth. I'm sorry. That's on me then. Uh, after the race, he came on the radio. Uh, and he's, uh, he was pissed at Bowman. He said he always backs his way into wins, um, stuff along those lines. Uh, the the quote has like three uh, f bombs in it. Three might be generous too. I think, yeah. I see <laughs> Bowman made a shirt, but I would have just put the whole quote on there. See, he wanted to sell it to kids too. Yeah, though. well, I I would put like a little like. Lightning McQueen screaming in place of the <laughs> F-bomb. And then where it says bullshit at the end over the SHIT part, I would put like a picture of Chick Hicks. Then it's like, then you're like double marketing, right? And you got a PG shirt and you got a regular shirt. I, I guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll work with Alex Bowman's PR team. Get me on the phone with them. I don't think you got to worry too much about that. They've come up with some pretty pretty classic shirts here well it's not i mean the market for shirts like it's all about like the event and like taking advantage of that day Mm -hmm. anymore see i mean you don't have to have the greatest joke on the shirt right it doesn't need to be the least bit creative it just needs to signify that day yep i still have my uh middle finger salute chase elliott t-shirt of just him flipping off kyle bush and it's a great shirt, isn't it? I, I do. I like it. Reminds me of that day. Yeah. And it's kind of where we've gone, though. So Bowman Bowman's shirts have, like, they've blown up the market. Yeah, because of how it's just because of how quickly they turn it around and they don't put out, like, a half-ass design like Chase Elliott's team's done once or twice. And the best part about it is he's still throwing shade left and right. I mean, and he should like they're giving 18% of the money made off the shirts. 18% of each sale is going to, to the, his uh, dog foundation. 
That sucks. I hate dogs. Oh my goodness. Make me sneeze. So that's why you hate dogs. Yeah, just because I'm allergic to dogs. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. So that it was funny that they're throwing shade because 18 being yeah. Kyle Bush, you said it. So that was the best. That was pretty funny. No, nah, he uh and he's he's always been somewhat creative. Um I think there is only I think there was something in Martinsville where I was like, get on the microphone and call Denny Hamlin a pussy. What are you doing, man? But yeah. that's, but yeah, I mean, he, he does, he, 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 he keeps the family friendly and he keeps the, like, I'm a good guy. It's all good. Yeah. That's when he made the hack shirt. Yeah. Yeah. No. Shirt. So I, I like seeing, seeing him do that. As far as uh, him backing into wins goes, uh, what, what do you think about that? I don't think he backs into wins. Um, he Kyle Larson blew a tire on the final turn at Pocono. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not arguing against that's backing into a win, yeah. Um, uh, but you have to be there, you have to be in second right. to get that. Right. And you know, you're not gonna complain about getting a win, so it's Derek Cope winning the 1990 Daytona 500 when Dale Earnhardt blew a uh, tire on the last lap. I mean, that that's that's kind of stuff that's backing into a win. This is a strategy call that was – he was either going to run fourth or he was going to run first. There was no in-between. And they decided to go and put him up front, and it paid off. And you had to beat the winningest driver of the last last year to do it, and, and all the credit goes to him. And, again, you know, we saw a race where the leader – uh, can't take away air from the car from the chase car. Uh, the chase car can get up there. The chase car can pass the leader, and the leader can hold off the chase car. And I thought Kyle Larson they, was going to pass him in that corner for sure, and, and he held on to it. They did have a little bit of issue on the when they were stretched out in passing, but when they were side by side, they stayed side by side for multiple laps, which was something that this that they wanted to see with this new car. Yeah. And Mike joy came on the broadcast and was like the side by side for three laps before they shuffle into single file. That's amazing. And dude, shut up. Uh, he's right though. And he, I know he's right, but like, man, you're, I mean, you're, I know you're trying to call the sport. I guess I don't like it when they're, when they're so PR heavy, but Here's I don't know. Point. I, I wouldn't have acted as surprised as he did. Here's the reason. The, Fox is taking the side of the new fans, right? Promotion to the new fans. And so they're trying to quote unquote, dumb it down for all the new people that are watching. Yeah. But I, I would almost say like, Oh, well after last week, I kind of expected that a little bit. I get it. 100%. But when you have to dumb it down because you have so many new people watching, you can't blame it on Fox. Right. And that's, that's a different. I didn't think he was more explaining to the new. Fa- I thought it came off as like a. a you're you're kind of hyperbolizing, a little bit. If that makes sense. Yes, I mean it does, but I I just see it as he's having to explain to him for people who haven't watched in years past, and they're saying all this about the new car, new car this, new car that. Well, a new fan doesn't realize that we had an old car. Yeah, and and so when he says they're side by side for three laps before they go in a single file, it's a big deal with this new car. 
Yeah, that's okay. All right, you've swayed me a little bit. I mean, and that's what people don't understand. You and me, you and me, who watch every single lap of every single race out there, and all those kind of people like us, they don't understand that Fox is in a between a rock and a hard place where they have to promote the to the to the traditionalists, to the purists, to all that, but they also have to promote to the new fans. And they've decided to swing more towards the new fan side. And so people who don't necessarily like what they're doing with the animations and what they're saying and the, you know, those things, there's some new fans out there that are laughing because of it and love it or enjoy seeing it or some kids love seeing it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's the only fans I should put it this way. The only fans I see that are like really frustrated with it have, always watched NASCAR and they've either always spite watched NASCAR or they've watched NASCAR mm -hmm. and you know, it's the entitlement factor that we feel we should have as fans who watch on a regular basis. And I get it like, but today's technology has changed everything. You know, you take it back to 2001 when Fox began their first ever NASCAR season. And a lot of it was technical then but they also explained a lot of what was going on, why mm -hmm. things were going on. And I think we're back to that because of the new fan base that's being touched. And then uh, I heard I heard we got intervals back. We did the get, we got interval, intervals back. So um, that the, only back full, the, only full race, the only full race replay I could find call. wasn't the, the – uh, I'm not – I'm – not gonna question the legitimacy of it because I definitely watched the right race, but the scorecard looked uh, pretty pretty handmade. It was like a <laughs> it was a very vintage like TV, just like white number, white name, same nice. font, nice. no intervals, nothing. So I knew I wasn't getting like the real broadcast, but that's uh, I don't have I don't have TV at my apartment. I have my laptop and a HDMI cord. <laughs> so I have a TV, but I watch everything off the laptop. So you can get yourself YouTube TV. Yeah, I've thought about stuff like that. I'm moving soon, so that's also a that's like a wait till you get to the the new TV thing to set it up. That's fair. That's fair. But no, I I think uh, as far as you know, as far as the racing itself goes you know when when we had circle jerks on what was the I, the biggest thing that i remember from that was the denny hamlet jokes well that too but <laughs> i was i was saying in that that podcast is i was curious as how the mile and a half races were gonna go mm -hmm. uh, because that's what everybody wanted to to throw shade on was the mile and a half races and rightfully so I don't know if this was the answer yet, but boy, we took a step in the right direction. Oh, it's sure as hell not the answer yet. Um, I want I want guys to battle cars like this. If there if there's going to be twelve cautions, um, there's going to be twelve true. cautions for battling the cars, and that right. that's fine if there is, because um, that that would be, you know, it's just challenging right now. They don't get enough practice mm -hmm. for there to not be 12 cautions. I I would be an advocate right now for more practice. I know some people like the unpredictability of it. I think if you sit through a race and you see too many cautions, you get bored mm -hmm. and you think it's a wreck fest. And when it's single car accidents, it's it doesn't do a lot to change the storyline of what's going on in the race. And that can be a negative as well. 
Uh, but I'm fine with 12 cautions if we figure out the tire thing. If we figure out how to maybe make the tow link a little stronger. Uh, stuff like that, that has kind of been the early observational uh, weaknesses of this car. At the same time, I don't like admitting, or I don't like suggesting that they find a way to fix that because I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And, I think- you know, I feel like there's a line there and it, it's kind of a case by case basis on it, but there's like, here's a problem. I want to identify it, but I didn't come with a solution. I think, um, which a lot of people don't think rationally like that. So feel, feel great. Thank you. Your, yeah. Your thanks. I, I do that once about once a month or so. Yeah. I'm glad you decided <laughs> to use it on the seventh day of March. So. <laughs> um. yeah, we're really screwed for the tournament. Like, man, that's going to suck. <laughs> um, but you know, when, when you think about, you know, the, the cars and, and the problems we've been having, I, I don't mind the cautions. Like I, I don't mind the 12, 12 cautions, but what I do mind is when it's just a, it, the single car spins out of nowhere where everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Then all of a sudden a random car spinning because you yeah, and it almost doesn't look like it's a driver error type no. of thing, and it very well could be. But like Christopher Bell's car, yeah, like I, that I that looked think, like it just slipped. I I don't think it is a driver error thing. Some of them might be. Um, I think some. I think a, some of them have to be. We haven't right? seen a, We haven't seen a single a single car Rick Ware racing spin yet. But that. But one. they were never. They were never the worst drivers pound for pound. Well, I don't know about they that. They were the they were the slowest cars. They still are, still are the slowest. Yeah, cars. yeah, that's yeah. Um, but regardless, I I don't mind the cautions if they're going to. You know, they wanted to put the the hands the drive the cars back in the hands of the drivers. Well, now the drivers have to figure out how to keep them from spinning out, and I think you're pro- probably right. A lot of it is car based but i do think some of it does fall back onto the drivers as well yeah and that's i don't know this is uh it's we're in the right direction though um and i'm not i'm excited for richmond i'm excited for the coca-cola 600 i tweeted it i'm excited for kansas man i i'm excited to go to that race in may and and see a race where cars are going to be able to to run side by side on a track that is a multi-groove track. Vegas has got two grooves, which is fine, but they don't come in until late in a run, where Kansas is two, maybe three different grooves from start to finish. So imagine Fontana on a mile and a half, basically, is what you're going to see. Absolutely. All right, so uh, over the weekend, uh, a couple more big events uh, that happened. Uh, the World of Outlaws went to Cotton Bowl Speedway. Sheldon Hoddenshield becomes the first repeat winner uh, of the season. Um, and then Carson Macedo, uh got his first win of the year as well uh, through five races. Um, obviously, it's out of 90, so 
long uh, long ways to go, but David Gravel leads the points by 16 over Hottenshield and Donnie Schatz, who are tied. Brad Sweet and James McFadden, 32 points back apiece, and then Carson Macedo at minus 40 in sixth, uh, and then Logan Schuhart in seventh. So strong start for a lot of those guys. I've liked the speed so far from Jacob Allen, too. I wanted to talk about that. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch as much racing this weekend, but I really like uh, the start to his year. Uh, maybe he gets maybe he gets a second career win this season. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, w- which is kind of funny because you, you, you see it a little bit in sprint car racing and the world of outlaws, but one car in a team stable is really good and the other one's mediocre at best. And we've kind of seen that with Casey Kane's cars over the years and now the Shark car. I think Brad Sweet was just a better driver. I 100%. I I 100% agree with that. But it's still, regardless, Jacob Allen's the same way as Logan Shuhart right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Shuhart's proven and winning races and competing for a title where Allen has won one race since he's come full-time yeah yep so it's been a battle i think he's shown some improvement but last year is definitely not uh the step forward he wanted to take right uh, so it's good to see him get off to a fast start so far this year 100 um uh, casey kane sat out one of those races because he wasn't feeling good from his injury uh darren Pittman filled in that i mean that sucks to see throwback vibes with that right there though. and where i got my Pittman shirt on <laughs> Pittman stepping into the uh, into the old number nine, man. Yeah, that was very cool to see. Um, Sheldon, I think Sheldon, this is the second year that Sheldon's the first repeat winner. Is second it? year, second year in a row. Yeah, pretty well, sure. I, I'll tell you one thing. I know it's it's early, like you said, but for him to start off the way he is right now, um, that's that's pretty big. You know, I, I get it. It's not necessarily the the consistency side of things, but man, for him to be able to go out and pick up two wins right away to to do what he's been able to do um, for a guy who's in a middle middle of the pack when it comes to point standings, for him to be sixteen, I think is what you said from, yeah. from gravel early on. That's uh, that's pretty big deal. I think it's good for him, but I think this is something he usually does. He usually starts off pretty pretty damn strong. Uh, that's that's a skill set and asset to have, uh, especially if you're that team. Uh, take the next to take the next can, step. You got to sustain that success. It'll be curious to see if he can continue it all the way until they get to Peavley when they get to the summer months. Because let's, I mean, that, that's the place he owns right now is Peavley. So get to the summer months and see if he's still in the same spot and that will be a tell-all for the rest of the year i think yep so they uh they head out west this weekend uh to thunderbolt i believe to larry uh is where they're headed uh for the weekend so that'll be cool to see um kind of the, their west coast swing uh into california it's, it's been canceled because of covid restrictions a couple of years in a row so I'm excited to see that. I like the California races because they're on so late. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Larson goes and joins them for a race? That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, him or Bowman? 
Do you think they oh, share a plane down there? Oh, probably. Shoot. Do you, do you think Chase Elliott smoothed things over? Do you, th- do you think Larson has a car for him? Um, <laughs> well, considering that, considering that uh, Larson doesn't even do his own wing cars, I don't know, but Bowman might. Yeah, that, that is true. So, He's got a couple of them. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see um, if they all decide to hop on a Hendrick jet and go run a few laps. That'd be like William Byron's back at back yeah. at Phoenix on the iRacing <laughs> simulator <laughs> playing with the world of outlaws. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like you and I did when we were kids and we thought we were racing with, with them all in the video game. Right, two time, we, we two time champion. That's me. We thought it was real life. I, it was as real as it gets for me. I just <laughs> just won my second title a couple months ago. New oh, season boy. starts soon. There you go. There you go. It would have it would be Twitch streamed, except it costs a little bit to get the the disc thing that I have to use to actually have a Twitch. Th- I'm I'm just not doing it right now, Damon. Just record it and put it on YouTube. It's, it's complicated. Yeah, I probably could, but. It'd be yeah. pretty comical, and less less. Uh, I could do some funny stuff. I could take an edible, and then like fifteen twenty minutes later, go to a track I suck at, and actually win any wingless sprint race. It's the hardest car to control in that game, but I've gotten <laughs> I've gotten that down pat too. I'm a one time wingless sprint guy. Guys winning everything. I've got like twenty seven midget titles. Colin, Colin, Tyler, Courtney over here. I'm telling you, I have like twenty seven midget titles. I don't know what age I am in the game, but (laughs) fifty four. He's winning outlaws titles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that is. uh, We are gonna we're gonna do a tournament for that uh, come Knoxville time. On the PS2, we're gonna set that up with Josh. We're gonna do it last year, we just didn't. So. We'll get it done this year. <laughs> Mark my words on that. All right. Uh, only other race from this weekend, Eli Tomac took Supercross at Daytona. Cooper Webb got second. Uh, Tomac passed with a couple minutes to go. I was kind of pissed off about that. I'm a KTM guy, uh, so I'm a big Cooper Webb guy. But Tomac, sixth time winning at Daytona. It matches Ricky Carmichael's record for Daytona Supercross wins. Um I, I'm not surprised, but no, no uh, that, that's a big name. That's one that got away from Cooper Webb, and if he if he loses a title, that's going to be one that he's going to look back on. Mm-hmm. And he's he's 33 points out. I shouldn't say loses the title if he can't get back and get go win one. Hey, but a, a thing like that can take you right out mentally, mm-hmm. confidence wise, and so you're not necessarily competing. Uh, to the highest level that you normally would be. So, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and then big news on Monday, uh, IndyCar and Iowa Speedway announced that Tim McGraw, Florida Georgia Line, uh, Glenn, Gwen Stephanie, I think Glenn, Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I just wanted to throw you a bone on that. Uh, a few musical acts, Blake Shelton. And Blake Shelton at the end. Not the best one of them all. <laughs> well, he's no FGL, brother. Well, he is Blake I'm picking. Shelton, so I, I just got a uh, dongle because I got a new phone. I needed one for the audio in my car. Yeah, one of those things, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
so I I got that so me and Jared could have the speakers of the car nice. available for our trip to Kansas City. Uh, and I, I've planned it out. I'm going to absolutely cruise bomb him. First thing <laughs> he hears when my car pulls up is going to be that song. That's funny. So. Um, no, how, you know. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. I'll explain it. I'll explain that. They're doing a, uh, I think, 45-minute pre-race concert. 50, and that's 50 pre-race, 90 post-race. There you go. Um, and that's Tim McGraw and Florida Georgia line on Saturday, and then Gwen Stephanie and Blake Sheldon on Sunday. I think that's right. I don't remember. I think that was it was in order by release. So was I don't it? know if I couldn't really, remember yeah. if Gwen. I thought Gwen the release also Gwen. called it Newtown, Iowa. So well, I, I don't know who. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, well, we need to figure out who runs IndyCar's public relations. <laughs> Oh no no no! It's not Arnie's fault. He's a good guy. He's awesome. Well, we're gonna we're gonna Arnie works his ass off. Arnie's the best PR guy. We're gonna have to almost. take care of Arnie if he keeps calling it Newtown, though. I don't think he's the one that did it. Is what I'm telling you. Well, who else would have done it? I don't know who wrote the release. Well, just saying. New, someone from Newtown might have wrote the release. Maybe they that's maybe that's some slang down there. No, it's we not. have any Newtonians listening I that can confirm do. for us. I bet we do, and I bet they're gonna find you and. Make sure you don't make it to Kansas City. We're <laughs> gonna <laughs> get um, intercepted. Yeah. So um it's first of all, pretty cool deal. Um love the love the idea. Um and you might as well, if you're gonna go big, you might as well just go all in and cash all your chips on, on year one. If this is gonna work, it's gonna work. I love that these guys are doing it for an indie car race. I do too. You know, I, I think it's a big deal. Um so so it's big. Um, the one thing that disappoints me is the fact that you decided to just blow off my tweet that I put out um, earlier today. About I didn't it. blow it off. Yeah, you did. You just didn't. You just didn't even didn't even think about it. It's fine. I think I read it at some point, but I don't think I read it when you sent it, and that was that was the issue. Well, it was a great tweet, and it is is not. It, Tell it, everyone it, what the tweet was because I forget too. The tweet was go for the concert stay for the race because that's honestly what's going to draw a lot of people oh yeah absolutely you know is there's a race in central iowa going to be taking place and we're bringing in four of the biggest names in not just country music but music in general yeah i would say like three a-tier country groups uh, oh, or musicians, 100%. and then and then one S tier in the greatest group ever to live in Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we could go with that, but uh, no, I mean, you you've got world renowned with with Gwen Stefani because she's on The Voice and is with Blake, and then obviously Blake Shelton, who everybody knows, and. Then Tim McGraw, another big name who everybody knows, and Florida Georgia Line who everybody knows. I mean, it it's bringing four big names. So somebody who doesn't know anything about IndyCar racing could show up to Newton that weekend just because just to see the concerts. Hundred percent. I think people will. Uh, they said the capacity's thirty thousand. Yep. I think they'll reach it. I never knew. I never knew the capacity at noon. I knew it was around fifteen in the stands. I thought. Does that sound familiar to uh, you? It's a little bit more than fifteen, I think. 
Um, you can maybe, obviously fit more people in the infield and stuff like that. And well, I don't know what they're planning the, on doing. They've got the hospitality areas in yeah. turns one and four um, where they've got the extra bring in bleachers there, which is not a bad spot to watch the race from, by the way. I've watched, uh, I actually watched the IndyCar race from turn one in the hospitality tent area. Pretty badass. Yeah, I think uh, I remember watching a Hooters Pro Cup race from there in 2007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Then I saw um, I saw Michael Annette on the pole of Narca race. Just so everyone knows, hey, legend. He is, he is a Iowa legend to Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, Joey Logano might have won that race. Honestly, I have no did. idea. Probably did. Uh, but you know, I think uh, where they're going to put people. Well, I think. To be honest with you, if this goes over well, um, they might move or add bleachers um, and and bring in some more seating. And if it goes over well, I think they might as well go ahead and and build some some permanent bleacher area. Are you calling for Iowa Speedway to bull in the south end zone? I am calling them <laughs> to add more seating if they want to ever have another chance. At bringing NASCAR back, that's what they got to do. Oh, I think I think NASCAR's helped itself with how the cars race, and I think we can finally do. I hope they move to it. I hope this happens. I hope they go yeah, street racing imagine, in Chicago. I hope. Imagine, I don't. But could you imagine these cars on? You guys uh, just won't take on one weekend. damn weekend off, will you? Could you imagine? No, man. Absolutely not. Actually, I make it the most diverse schedule. You add one street race, that's all you need. Nope. Does it you could you could completely keep the rest of the thirty five races the that's exact funny. same as they are this year. You had one race. They're gonna and take it away completely a Vegas race changes. Anyway. They're gonna take away a Vegas race anyway. Alex Bowman just won there, so Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's who's wanting that? No. <laughs> Alex Bowman just won there, so they're gonna take away a Vegas race. We already know that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I just don't I, – I would imagine or could imagine what those cars would look like at Newton. Could you – I mean, it would be so cool. It would look like Richmond. It would be better than Richmond, I think. Well, I, we got to see how Richmond races. I anticipate Richmond to be really good this banked, year. I'm I excited don't. for Richmond. Higher banked. Um, it's a faster track than Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I just – I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them on, on you know, the road courses. How do they handle on the road courses? I'm worried about the road courses. I would be too. Yeah, we could. Uh, you get a we caution. Already, you get a caution on a road course, and you get twelve right away, and you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be sitting in a bad spot. So we already have had. Let's hope we figure that out. Cars. I. I I don't even know. Bristol dirt will be interesting too, but you know. Well, talk about interesting in two weeks, and I don't want to. I don't want to overshadow this week, but I'm def. I'm totally just absolutely going to shit on this week with next week, uh, and I apologize for that for this week. Okay. But next weekend, we're gonna get our first look at New Atlanta, mm-hmm. Indy cars at Texas. And it's mm-hmm. a it's a non Eddie Gossage Texas race, so I'm excited for that. Uh, everything you touch hey. turns everything you touch turns to crap. 
is that guy. So I hopefully it, now it's not crap. And that's that's my standard for that race. And then F1 opens the season and we'll have NCAA basketball all day. I'm just going to tell you this. Don't get your hopes up about Texas. It is still SMI owned. Hey, it's an IndyCar race, though. It is still SMI owned. Yeah. Regardless of an IndyCar race or not, it's still SMI owned. I get it, but not they're they're trying here. They're going to try to do this race without the PJ1. Which is fine. They, but you got to also admit Eddie Gossage was like a top five promoter of all time. I, I, that's like a John Higgins. That's like that. No, that's like the you're you're hypocrite hypocritizing your first take of the episode here right now. My first take. Hell, I've had like six on this one. Uh, no, I'm saying, but that's similar to the John Higgins take, is what I'm saying. I don't know about. That. I I could name seventeen things he screwed up in the past five years. Between PJ one stuff, between having a concert, having a concert when the race is pace lapping, I'm not. It worked out pretty goddamn well when they did it in in the Coliseum. Yeah, that one worked a lot better than it did in Texas. I'm just saying, you can't dog on that. They they weren't. They weren't playing the music when the cars were pace lapping. Yes, they were. They had a DJ in the damn stands. Uh, maybe they maybe they were then. Maybe I yeah, they don't, maybe yeah, I remember they, it. Yeah, now. they were. Well, I didn't all right. Well DJ so Snake or whatever that, that bozo's like name it. was, I've never heard of before. You're making he, me go you're making me go full Stephen A here, and I don't like that. Uh, he was better than the old guy they had at Texas, who I'm sure is a country music legend that I'm I'm now talking shit on. Yeah. And someone's gonna come at me for that. The, t- the guy at Texas was old and bad, just flat out. It uh, that looked. I mean, it was fun because it was an all star race, but it was bad. Yeah, look up, look up who it was for me. I'm, I'm still excited for for Texas IndyCar. Let me be excited. IndyCar um, and Formula One are both also testing this week, or not testing. uh, I think practicing. They had rookie practice at Texas earlier in the month uh, for IndyCar, and then. I think this is the veterans that they were supposed to race there today um, and do a practice session, but then cold weather uh, cancel or postponed it, I guess. So maybe tomorrow or Tuesday. So it'd be today on the podcast vibes, but it was Sammy Hagar that was performing. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. Uh, I know. I know people, I know people like him though. I know the name enough to yeah. know people like him. He's got a great. He's got a great bar out in Vegas. Oh shit! Love it. Can't go there, I guess. Yeah, no, you're not, you're gonna be banned from all Sammy Hagar things known to man. What's um, that like? Three three places? No, no. The Four? man owns his own tequila line, so um, you're well, that's okay. I, I'll down myself a Jose Cuervo. Mm-hmm. Episode will take off real quick. Oh, it'll do something. It'll take off. <laughs> it might take off, but it's coming right back on the ground. <laughs> it might get off the ground. <laughs> um, no, I. You, you're talking about the the IndyCar race. I think it's going to be exciting to see. Um, but you can't dog on Eddie Gossage because of the great promotion that he did. And there's great promoters in the sport. Don't tell me out. who I can and can't dog on. I am telling you're, you who you can and cannot. Your gate, your gatekeeping my doggies. Hundred yes. percent. Let me dogger whoever I want. All right? I am trying to keep you in line for the first time today. For the first time. 
Yes. You always try to keep me in line. That's why I had you on. That's why I chose you as my co-host. Well, maybe you should you should listen to. We me. took we took maturity tests for me, Steph, Chris, and you. And Chris came tied with me in last, and you beat Steph out by just a bit. I don't know how I beat Steph out. Availability was was that a big was, yeah. That was I a big was part of the the test. I think I think uh, she would have beat me out if it was just on straight maturity. <laughs> But availability has a big deal with it. <laughs> oh man, that's this weekend—that's just saying I got no life, though. So there's <laughs> we watch we watch too much racing to say we don't have lives. Shoot. Well, fair, fair. We'll have we'll do some more. Uh, we're gonna do some more parties this summer. We're gonna have ARD meetups when we can. Do stuff like that and. Uh, I'm ready to have a good time. I'm looking forward to it, especially with the concerts coming out. You make sure that my name gets put on the IndyCar list for Newton because yeah, I got I got you on that one. Got to be there. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this year. I think uh, racing in the summer, especially in Iowa, is big, and I think um, it's going to get even better this year, um, in particular, moving forward. I think uh, um, just racing in the midwest in general is going to be a lot of fun i'm not too sure what happened but john rothstein just tweeted this is march oh my god this is march those were three separate tweets oh no oh it was because of the chattanooga finish okay the, yeah, you'll have to check that out i also want to give a shout out to my my school uh my guys uh you know i'm not a basketball coach or anything but i i appreciate what the basketball coach does at my place, uh, but Georgia State is headed to the NCAA tournament again. I love it. It's just absolutely uh, fantastic to see. Uh, the Panthers are rolling. We got a train, uh, and it's full choo-choo in ahead. So can't wait to see uh, see them in the March Madness, and can't wait to see them in the Sweet 16 afterwards. I got nothing for that. <laughs> I I got nothing for that. Uh, we did have a couple questions uh, for my tweet. Uh, will a Cali driver outduel the world of allies this weekend? And if so, who? Dominic Selzy. Can I just pick him and just only him? Yeah. Does does um, does Kerry Madsen? Kerry Madsen will be racing. Does Geo Selzy count since he's not full time outlaws? Yeah, but he's not full time California. Even though he races an Iowa car, yeah, yeah, duh. that that's that's a new debate we haven't done yet. So, you uh, guys, if when Don, you listen to this, when you listen to this, send me what you think. Does Geo count as a California local? That's true. I like. We should just put up a poll. Yeah, we'll all right. We'll put up a poll on Tuesday morning. So you when you're listening to this, there will be a poll up. I'll leave it up for two days, and we'll see uh, what they say. And then. I like it. When I'm down in Kansas City, Damon and I will figure out a time to do a podcast. Sounds good. I might actually be going to Kansas City. Oh, we'll do it in person then. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, let's do that. The Big Twelve tournament in the middle of middle of the PNL. <laughs> or we can do it. Yeah, we can do it in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> that might just encourage me to do bad things and spend a lot of money. What What's stopping you now? I, I'm sitting at here. I'm sitting at home talking to you. No, I mean, what's stopping you from doing that when you get down there in general? Oh, I'm just saying, like, 
I, I feel like if we're sitting in the middle of Power and Light doing a podcast about sprint cars, we're going to have a bunch of Iowa State fans coming up to us and screwing with us. I think that would be a blast. I, I, I agree. That's like, but I'd rather have like a stage where I'm doing it. We'll just jump on the stage that's there. I guess we could do that. Or, yeah, or we could just, like, we could put a couple of tables on top of each other. Yeah, until they kick us off. Yeah. No, okay. All right, we can do that. So look for us at the Power and Light District on the (laughs) stage. When do you think? uh, Wednesday at 1 a.m. Oh, jeez. Or Thursday. That'd be Thursday. It'd be Wednesday night, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, 1 a.m. Look for us. I don't know about that. We could we could just roll right into the mimosa game, the eleven AM Big Twelve tournament game. We're gonna find a brunch nearby. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I'd know. go care I'd go on that question though, uh Carrie Madsen, Dominic Selzy. I like Selzy. I like Dom. He's a good dude. The other uh the other one, and I don't know if uh Chris Lee, uh one of my good buddies, big Iowa fan, uh did Cars 3 foreshadow the car of tomorrow? 100%. Well, I kind of want to write a column on that because I think it shadowed kind of... 100%. The cars look identical as the ones that were in that movie. Oh, that's what you're saying. Do they not? The new car looks like Gen, Gen 1 Lightning McQueen. No. With a smaller spoiler. I th- you look. You go watch Cars 3. And report back. Those no, you're right. Okay, you're back. right. It they, they kind of do, but okay. But Lightning McQueen, much like the Gen Seven car that we're watching on the track this year, they they're both thick with three C's. Okay, they both got a big ass on them. I big get bumper, it. but Lightning's got a big ass spoiler. So yeah, it's Light Lightning's a love child between the Gen Six and the Gen Seven. That's what he is. Hundred percent. But I, I I agree with that one hundred percent that the car tomorrow was based off of off of Steve O'Donnell watching cars. <laughs> he, and, he and Steve Phelps got together. They watched Cars three together and said, "We're building that car. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing." But yeah, Damon, you you get down to Kansas City. Maybe we can get Chris uh, and all three of us to sit down. We'll get Jared on it. All right, shoot, Jared knows. It's f- okay. So I'm I'm riding the car up to Ames with Jared, and I have recently just found out through conversation with him that "Bad to the Bone" is an actual song. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. So I was under the impression it was only used for Grave Diggers theme song. No. And he he looked at me like I'm an idiot. Yes, I am. And he goes, "Where where did you where did you first hear Bad to the Bone?" And I said, "Gravediggers Red Lights came on at Wells Fargo Arena. It's probably it was at Vets Auditorium. I want to say actually. So his Red Lights came on. You're Bad to the Bone comes on. What's that? You're aging yourself with that one. Yeah, Vets, well, Vets Auditorium. Yeah, I'm old. Good lord. I've been to every Monster Jam ever held in Des Moines since you've been alive. Yeah. Maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know how far back that that goes, but oh, yeah, yes. probably yeah. Um, so I I thought it was, I thought it was just Gravedigger's theme song. I didn't know it was an actual song. So I told him like that's where I first heard it, and he goes, "No, no, it's like it's like a regular like it's a song from ACDC. It's a and real song." So I was like dumbfounded, um, and we we keep talking, and I say like, "Well, you you know like." 
when I mention Dennis Anderson, what comes to your head? Like Gravedigger and Bad to the Bone. So like it's synonymous with each other. And he goes, I've never heard of Dennis Anderson. I'll tell you what, the amount of respect I lose for someone when they say I've never heard of maybe one of the greatest <laughs> innovators and entrepreneurs of all time. It's just insane to me, man. I get it. So yeah, this is all I had that day. I had Drake losing. This was all in the same week. Like it's been it's been a roller coaster. You, you were having a weekend. Uh, yeah, it's you just having a day. You were having a whole it, ass weekend. It's it's been stressful. I don't know if it, if stressful is the right term. You just need to you need to put your priorities in a good row. I well, I can like power rank them, but they're still the next one is the big like the Dallas Stars tonight, Tuesday. Uh, take on, they take on our rivals, the Nashville Predators, our, our little brothers. Um, and I, I want nothing more for them to just kick the shit out of them like they did the Minnesota Wild on Sunday. Oh, boy. Here we go. You see that? Six to three. We doubled I them up. I not see that. Second straight win by three goals or more against the Wild. <laughs> Sitting here drinking out of my cup. <laughs> oh, boy. Tastes great. Flows amazing. Oh there it is. <laughs> oh, my I'm telling you, my priorities is the next day. That's it. That's <laughs> the next that's thing up. Good, that's a good priority. Bill <laughs> Finley taught me that. It's the next 40 minutes. It's what I care about. It is. 100%. All right. That, man. So, you, okay, before we... I yeah, know you're this good. Is, this I think is this is uh, the bullshitting at the end of the episode. I think a lot of people like, because I think, I think we lose some at the start when we bullshit too much then. Well, I think here's the deal. Bill Fenley's been in the league in the Big 12 for 25 <laughs> years, right? No man's never won a coach of the year. I feel like it, he, I feel like if he ever announces a farewell tour, if he's if he does the Coach K thing, which he won't, he won't make it about himself like that. <laughs> oh my goodness, could you imagine? He won't do that, but if he did, he'd win Coach of the Year easily. Like that, that would be the way he wins it. That's that's what he's got to do. You only win coach of the year if you are having a farewell to her. It doesn't always happen. I remember that Kansas coach was surprised that more people didn't have questions for him after Iowa State beat Kansas in Ames. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of looked around at everyone. And I was like, shoot, sorry, I didn't have many questions about your program record three and four start in Big 12 play. No shit. I apologize. He went on to win seven or eight in a row after that, played some easier teams, but. Oh, no, I, I saw that tweet from Stans. I think it was. He is a good coach. I do like him. I do want to yeah, put that out there. I saw that tweet today, and I was like, oh, that's a. That was a Bloom tweet, not, by the way. Was it Bloom? I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah. yeah. Stans and I mute each other, so. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. We don't like seeing each other's tweets. We think they're both sense. idiotic. 100% again. Yeah, right? Yep. Okay, awesome. I'm glad you're on my side with this. No, I mean I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm down the middle because I follow you both and I don't have either one of you muted yet. I'm just I'm just kidding. I think he he probably has me muted. If he does, that's only good for both of us too. So <laughs> probably is. I can't. Yeah, I can't either way. All right, you got anything else? We got a weekend ahead. Um, Phoenix. I'll try. I'll try to get us a guest, but if we do an in person thing, it'll just be in person. It'll just be us, um, and we'll preview the weekend. Some good stuff going on. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of notebook is built for Phoenix. 
I, I want to see if they, my biggest thing, I want to see if they adjust anything with the tire rules, uh, anything with tire rescue rules. They won't. Uh, and anything because with they didn't have rules. any problems with it this weekend. Yeah, I guess you're right. So they but I think anything. people were just more mindful of when they I spin agree. to get out, you know? I agree 100%. So, but I don't think they'll do anything with it because it, it uh, didn't affect the race this weekend. That's in that yeah, that's fair. I think a lot of it too in Fontana had to do with um with the banking a little bit. It was kind of a weird the weird transition. Even the more the reason to turn it into a short track. I still don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think it I don't think it will. I want more short tracks though, and I do want that's what I was getting into earlier. I forgot to to say this. I do, I want to do one visit to every racetrack. Daytona can keep their two, Talladega can keep their two, and Bristol gets three. And the Brickyard has one. And that's normal. Yeah, I don't I don't think we need to go to the Indianapolis road course. If I was to pick road courses, I'd I pick them last every time. Hundred percent. You're racing at an incredible venue, and it's like it's like you went to Knoxville and raced the track backwards. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned that before. Right? That's that seems like an analogy I'd make. It seems like something you'd try to do. I think I think we should do a Knoxville road course. Oh my god. Through Here the pit go. area. Here we go. I got the track map laid out perfectly. Yeah, you got him going underneath of the underneath of the suite out in turn two, out to the high V parking lot. No no no, you go you go around to two and then into pit entry and then around the curved in and then you go out from the hot lot part. <laughs> I think it would work. And if that's not enough turns, we could figure eight it easily. So don't ask me about there that. It is. <laughs> I figured we'd get to that. Yeah, point. well, that'll be on Wednesday's episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thursday. I, I got I to gotta start saying the days that the episode comes out and not the days I'm shooting to record them. And I am sorry, guys, that we are irregular with our schedule. I don't think we'll be regular until... Until I get a sponsor in my ear that says you need to be this day, um, that I'm, day. I'm irregular as well. So and okay. uh, thank you to Carl Auto Group for sponsoring this episode of the Always Race Day podcast. They're great fantastic people. people. Carl, a great guy. Mm-hmm. And his Boy, business partner, another great guy. Auto Group. Love mm-hmm. that guy. Carl is a great guy. Racer himself. All, uh, all the Always Race Day content. Um and the this podcast that you're listening to is sponsored by the Carl Auto Group. Make sure you check them out. Uh, head over to their website. Uh, you can actually click the link on alwaysraceday.com. It takes you right there. So, yep, there it is. Let them know Damon sent you. Don't say anything about Connor. Might you come off. Him, might come off the wrong way. But you can tell them whatever you want. Tell them. Tell them that we sent you. The entire <laughs> group. Take it as a like a gift from us to you to them. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for <laughs> listening. We'll be back later this week, hopefully. Uh hopefully with Chris and uh maybe with maybe with some guest appearances from everybody. I can I'm gonna try my best. If there's a sprint sprint center mascot, I'll get him on the podcast. It's T Mobile Center now, by the way. You're oh god. On that note, what a great podcast. Yeah, that ruined that ruins my week. I'm I'm stressed again. All right, thanks for listening guys. Appreciate it.